Welcome to Community Chats, an interview series elevating the voices of community leaders in the Lafayette Oxford University community, an initiative of the University of Mississippi Office of Community Engagement and the Lafayette Oxford Foundation for Tomorrow. Today, we have the distinct honor and privilege of being joined by Melanie Addington, who is the executive director of the Oxford Film Festival. Melanie has worked with the festival since 2006 in various capacities and became executive director in August of 2015. She also directs, writes, and produces films and serves as the Mississippi and serves on the Mississippi Film Alliance as president. She co-founded Oxfilm, the Yak Patwapa Arts <laughs> Council's program to lend equipment to Oxford filmmakers. Uh, and I'm sure Melanie will correct my pronunciation there because it was <laughs> abhorrent. So Melanie, welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you. And it For is so. Yakna Patafa. <laughs> wow, that is an amazing... Uh, words. So thank you for being on the show and for uh, correcting my um, my pronunciation. Let's just jump right into it. So, uh, Melanie, tell us a little bit about where did you grow up and how did you end up in Oxford Lafayette? Yeah, I I was born outside of Los Angeles. Um, was raised mostly in San Diego, but lived all over the country. I lived in Georgia, Minnesota. My dad um, was in the mortgage industry, in their marketing firm. So he was often headhunted. So we moved a lot. Um, but I moved to Oxford in 2002, looking for a master's degree uh, at Ole Miss and just fell in love with the town and never left and hopefully never will, so. Cool. Well, good. Mel, Melly, thank you for being a part of this and just you've been so impactful in our community. Tell, tell us how you landed this, this position of executive director in this nonprofit. Uh, well, um, by luck of the draw, I suppose, uh, there were four um, co-volunteer directors for a long time. This actually started as a project out of the Yaknabatava Arts Council. I'll say Yak from here on out for Anthony. <laughs> um, Thank you. But um, in 2003, and then... Um, as the umbrella organization and then grew enough in 2008 to become its own nonprofit. So we are our own separate entity of 501c3. Um, but as it kept growing, um, it became very hard for us to just be a volunteer uh, organization. And I was a journalist, but my first love was this festival and everyone else involved really had their own career paths and they're still on those career paths. So I, mm -hmm volunteered to be the interim executive director for the first year while they did a search and the board liked what I was doing enough to ask me to stay on so hopefully that'll continue for a while we'll see if we uh, what we're doing for this pandemic <laughs> oh you've done some great work um and thank you so much for all that you've been doing uh through the film festival can you tell us just a little bit about what the film festival is some people may say hey this is a one-day event so how, how is this a year-long thing so what is the mission of your nonprofit, and um what all work does that encompass yeah uh i don't have the exact mission uh memorized right now but basically we we started off with the mission of just celebrating independent film. Um, mm. The Hoka had long been gone. Mm. Uh, and while we love the Malco, at the time the festival started, there was a four screen that's no longer here um, at the mall. And there was no YouTube, there was no Hulu, there was no Netflix, mm. all of that didn't exist. So we were sort of in a desert of no good cinema. Um, and so, mm. 
that was the initial start. But since everything has changed in the world over the years, and there's lots of different ways to see good film, uh, we really became much more education and production driven. Um, we try and help filmmakers get their films made with grants and support. We try and teach more. We do all kinds of panels and workshops. We do a female filmmaker retreat. We do um, kid film summer workshops. So um, we're still celebrating independent film, but we're also just really helping people learn how to craft their story. That's a, that's a, that's a really interesting kind of point you made is the media, the technology has changed so much over the last 10 to 15 years. I mean, I remember growing up going to Blockbuster Video. Uh, and I think I read <laughs> this past year that there's one Blockbuster Video left in the whole country. In I Oregon went to it like last that. year in Bend, Oregon. It's amazing. That's so interesting, yeah. So so the, the <laughs> landscape has changed so much. And um, you kind of gestured to that in terms of how the, the film festival has, has transitioned over the years. But how did you experience that transition and in that space now? How do you feel like the film festival has become maybe even more relevant? Yeah, um, we were really lucky. Um, so when the festival started, you would get VHS tapes to watch <laughs> to decide if you were going to play them or not. And um, at the time, Mike, again, was one of our main co-directors. Uh, he now works in the athletics, uh, doing lots of great video work for them. Emmy award-winning series, et cetera. But um, he saw that a digital revolution was coming. So we were actually one mm. of the first film festivals in the country to run the entire festival off digital files. Um, and wow. then the industry revolutionized again to what's really, this is probably way too not interesting for anyone, but what's called DCPs, which is what theaters are using now instead of old film reels. And mm. um, it's a really safe way to show films. So that's really something that changed a lot for a lot of people because you no longer had these major expenses to get things transferred to physical digital or physical materials. You, you had a digital file that could be sent. So that's helped filmmakers a lot over the years and it's helped festivals with expenses a lot over the years. Yeah, wow. Well, Melly, I'm curious, you, you talk a lot about the film festival, which is an important component of the of your organization. Are there any other programs or projects that you work on throughout the year besides that, that the viewers may be interested in knowing? Yeah, absolutely. So we, you know, and we're trying to figure out what that looks like this year. Um, we do a summer program uh, for kids and we're trying to figure out how to do that safely this year, whether that's virtual or, or what. Um, we were planning to launch a year round series, both at the Powerhouse here in Oxford and then at the Hendrix in Water Valley. So we instead have done that digitally this year, but hope to be able to bring that back out um, in the future. Um, but really, we partner with a lot of community organizations year round. So last year we did Pet Fest to raise funds for the um, Mississippi Critters. We worked with Betsy Chapman, who's doing amazing work right now, and I hope will be a guest on here, um, from the community market to do a food film fest, which we'll redo again eventually. Um, and we've worked with PBS to bring out documentaries and have community discussions. Um, so oh, cool. really film is just a way to create a dialogue in our community. So that's really what we see mm -hmm. ourselves doing. 
Wow. That story sharing is so important and that's something you've been doing for a long time, but I know it's even more important now. Um, so can you talk a little bit about what are some of the challenges that you've experienced in this current moment? I know you've been busy adapting from Oxford Film Festival to virtual Oxford Film Fest. You did the Stay at Home Fest, um, partnered on that. And so can you talk a little bit about what your work has looked like, how you've adapted and what some of those challenges are? Sure. Well, uh, a lot of people um, think that we're still part of the Arts Council or that some other large organization owns us, and they do not. Our organization is made up by one full-time staff member <laughs> and one part-time staff member year-round, and then we have seasonal workers that help for a couple months out of the year. Um, and so we, five days from, and I'm sorry, we have our board members as well who meet monthly and are amazing. Um, we um, five days before the festival, the governor um, limited uh, gatherings of more than 250 people, which put us at a place where we already were concerned about moving forward, but that put a definite stop five days before our festival. Mm -hmm. um, that means we had already sent all the checks out. Everything had been paid for, <laughs> but none of the income came in. <laughs> um, so we, uh, we've applied for PPP. We've heard nothing. Um, we're applying out for state and national grants to try and continue the support of our organization to make it through this. Um, not just because we're like, oh, well, movies matter, but also we are employing local people mm -hmm. and we're supporting our community and telling its story. So we want to be able to survive and help our community as a whole. Uh, and now I've lost my train of thought on answering the question. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh no. Oh, you're good. It was just about your greatest challenges. So, yeah. so definitely that is one of them, but also how you've adapted and. Yeah, so the next step is that um, we didn't wanna rush it and just, we saw some other organizations just putting their films up online for free or just canceling mm -hmm. um, and we, it's not just Oxford that matters to us, it's our, our global filmmaker community. Um, we had 200 filmmakers, some of them set to world premiere with us here in Oxford and we couldn't just wow. leave them high and dry. Um, and their work has shut down. There's no production worldwide. Um, mm -hmm. You know, Some editors are being able to work right now, screenwriters are able to work, but everyone else has no income. So we worked with our ticketing partner and they came up with this great solution um, that I hope works. And we really don't know what's gonna happen next, but uh, basically most of our films are streaming virtually. You can stream them for your whole family. It's $10 to watch a movie or there's discounts if you watch more than one. Um, and we aren't keeping all the money. We are giving half to all the filmmakers so that they have some income coming in. Um, that was my big priority and push to the board who readily approved it, um, that we don't just support ourselves, but support our larger community. Well, that's great. Well, thank you so much. And um, I, I, that's just incredible that you can give back and help support them as well. And if people don't care about the larger global community, some of them are <laughs> Oxford filmmakers, so. <laughs> Excellent. It's a both and. It's, it's a, both a both and, and yeah. <laughs> global and local. Yeah. <laughs> Melanie, you've kind of touched on some of this, um, but you know, your, your work as a filmmaker and building community with filmmakers, not just in LOU, but across the globe, that, that has to be an enriching experience for you um, and to sort of see that industry grow and to build that community. Mm -hmm. What are some of the greatest rewards that you've experienced in your, in your journey with the Oxford Film Festival, or even just your personal journey as a filmmaker and, a, and someone who's promoting film? 
Yeah, I mean, I have the luckiest job in the world. I get to help people tell their story and I get to watch a lot of great movies. I have zero complaints about my job, even in hard times <laughs> like this. Um, but I think the greatest reward is that I, I can't get to everywhere in the world, but I get to experience it through the movies. Um, you know, we have cool. this great film uh, from Iran called She Who Wasn't Tame this year that's from a student. And it's just so rebellious and not, anything like you hear uh, about Iran. So just getting to realize who people really are and what our common humanity is, is mm. I think it's changed me for the better, for sure. Wow, well, that's neat. That's great. Molly, you have done so much for this community. Uh, your organization has too. The film festival is just a phenomenal event to, to experience. And you know, I wanna really talk about giving back to, to you and your organization. First of all, Betsy Smith at McDonald's, they've, uh, they're providing you guys with, with, uh, with a meal card. I'll send that over to you. Oh my gosh. Uh, Thank you guys. <laughs> participating in this. They're, she's a part of the loft board and she, they've been a huge supporter. If you want me to tell everybody that they're open. Um, so, so get something if you need something, their drive is mm -hmm. open. Um, but you know, how can other people contribute to your organization? What, what are your needs? What, what can we do? Um, I mean, we're definitely trying to, there's so many more higher priority needs than us right now, but also such an easy, fun, transactional way to support us is just to watch these movies and be entertained, get off of the mm. news for a couple hours and do something mm -hmm. fun again. Um, meanwhile, that helps your local nonprofit, but also helps filmmakers. Um, that's so important. And I just want to say my... Um, one of my first jobs in high school was at a McDonald's in Georgia. So I really appreciate that. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, goodness. So Melanie, you are a community leader. You have done a lot of great work in the community. So we are giving you one minute. What would you like to say to all of the citizens in the LAU community? What message would you have for them in this moment? Um, you are going to have your story to tell and we'll be here. Uh, at the end of this pandemic here to help you craft that. Um, we, we have a reach of an audience outside of just Oxford. Let us help you um, get the word out about you. If you're doing something interesting, I will share it to everyone I know. <laughs> so please reach out to me. Let us help you uh, amplify mm -hmm. your message to get through this together. Mm -hmm. That's great. great. Melanie, um, as, you, as we think about now the Digital Film Festival, you wanna give us some details before we wrap up about how folks can log on or how they can interact and how they can experience this awesome event y'all are about to share. Yeah, um, so OxfordFilmFest.com is the easiest way to link to everything. Uh, we are putting out weekly emails. Oh, that's my cats, I'm sorry. <laughs> that was awesome. I knew they'd do it. Um, but we're putting out weekly emails, we're on social media, people can message me um, with advice on how they want to watch it. But it's really, you click buy stream, put your information in, and then you can either stream it from your laptop, your tablet, your phone, or you can put it up on your computer. There's a couple different ways to do that. And there's instructions, which are too long and boring to explain here, but you can pretty much watch however you want. Um, and we're really excited about the constant engagement with our Q and A's, which will be live mm -hmm. so that you can still interact with filmmakers. Cool. That's super helpful. We will make sure on our Facebook page to share the link to oxfordfilmfestival.com mm -hmm. 
um, so folks know they can go on there um, and they can buy the stream and they can be a part of this uh, virtual film festival. And yeah. I just think it's fantastic that y'all have innovated in such a powerful way. You've, you pivoted rather quickly and um, I'm glad folks will still be able to take part in what has become a critical cultural event, um, not just for LOU or the Mid-South, but for a global community of filmmakers that you've been convening. So um, thanks for doing that. And we're just so grateful to you for being on today's community chat and for being our inaugural guest. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. And uh, we want to thank everybody who tuned in today um, to to hear more about uh, the Oxford Film Festival and their work. Uh, So thank you all. And remember, uh, we will be back on this Friday at 12 noon. And uh, Melanie, you actually gave us a perfect segue to our next guest, who is Betsy Chapman from the Oxford Community Market. So she'll be joining us on Friday. Um, In the meantime, if you haven't liked um, Oxford Film Festival on Facebook, please go check them out. Uh, Go to their website. Um, Y'all have an Instagram, Melanie? We do. It's all Oxford Film Fest. Easy. Okay. (laughs) Go on to Instagram, like them. We'll make sure to share their contact information there as well. Uh, We can interact and engage remotely and digitally in these times and spaces and continue to build community in those ways. Um, So thank you, Melanie, for being here. Thank you, Jody, and thanks, Loft, for your support and for the sponsorship. Um, And for all of those who tuned in today, remember, we'll be back on Friday at 12 noon. um, And we'll also on Friday announce next week's guests. We've got a great lineup uh, for community chats on next week. So you don't want to miss that. So thanks to everybody for tuning in. Thank you again, Melanie, for being here. Thanks for hosting this. I think it's such a great opportunity to learn about all our amazing organizations. So thank you. Cool. Cheers. Thanks, Melanie. This podcast is brought to you by the University of Mississippi Office of Community Engagement and the Lafayette Oxford Foundation for Tomorrow.